0: This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings engaging video and audio lectures presented by top professors and professionals on a wide variety of subjects to your fingertips. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to $90 off the original price of four courses within the Everyday Gourmet series of instructional cooking courses. Choose from Essential Secrets of Spices and Cooking, Making Healthy Food Taste Great, Baking Pastries and Desserts, or Making Great Meals and less time for only 9.95. This great price of 9.95 is only available for a limited time, so order today. Go to thegreatcourses.com/ws to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com/ws. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, it was a very, very busy week. And yet again, foreign policy has reared what is for the White House its ugly head, whether you're talking about Afghanistan or talking about Israel or talking about Syria or Russia. Interestingly, though, Fred, it was barely seen at the Democratic debate
1: this week. Well, it was. And Democrats uh, don't much want to talk about it. Obama's foreign policy has obviously been a failure. His policy has been to uh, be nice to other countries in hopes that that will bring them around. Uh, he was very nice to uh, the Iranians, for instance, uh, in giving them that. Uh, nuclear deal basically on their terms, and what happens? Uh, the, what do we see after that? We see them convicting a Washington Post reporter of espionage, a preposterous case. We see them now testing a, a ballistic missile uh, that violates uh, United Nations. Uh, resolution. Fred, Fred, uh,
0: Fred, now come on. It's a defensive ballistic missile. You know that. <laughs> it's for purely for defense. And as far as not as foreign policy, President Obama has assured us that we are winning in the Middle East, two words, climate change. How can yeah. you dispute that, Fred Barnes?
1: You know, climate change, that is so ridiculous to hear uh, which one of, it, of, the, of the Democratic presidential candidates uh, declared climate change as the biggest threat national security threat to america uh you know I, the uh, none of the uh, of the five Democratic candidates who debated in Las Vegas uh, th- th- thought that there was any threat to, any serious threat to national security. I mean, uh, well, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Hillary Clinton credit for mentioning the Iranians, but she mentioned them. They were uh, they were one of her uh, least favored people, along with Republicans.
0: <laughs> hey, Iranians, Republicans, ISIS, it's all in there. Speaking of which, ISIS not mentioned a single time in the- the uh, debate this week by the Democrats. I hadn't thought of
1: that, but you're right. But uh, you know, ISIS. Who cares? I mean, Democrats are busy uh, uh, trying to get at least Bernie Sanders. He's going to. He's not going to have to worry about ISIS because he's going to make uh, remake America along the model of Denmark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Denmark has an outstanding foreign policy, so you can't talk about it that. Does. You but you know, but but I want to ask. I want to interrupt you right there because my question is why the Democrats wouldn't talk about foreign policy. I, you know, one of the things that happened for, for those of us who remember the Clinton days is thanks to the wall falling and et cetera, you, re, you didn't have to think a lot about foreign policy. But yep. we don't live in that era. We're not just the post-9-11 era. We're now the post-Crimea era, the post-chemical weapons in Syria era, the post-ISIS era. And so is it the case that Democrats don't have anything to say about it? Or is it the case that President Obama's well, what's the phrase they use? Evolution mm-hmm. on foreign policy has put the Democrats in a bad spot, and this is an opportunity for Republicans, and the Democrats know it.
1: Um, well, it is an opportunity for Republicans, but particularly because of the way that uh, President Obama has uh, that has acted over his uh, uh, the seven years of his presidency, and and what they have to do now. Now, Obama uh... reversed himself and says look we're gonna have to keep some troops nine nearly ten thousand of them in afghanistan at least until the final days of my administration in january of of two thousand seventeen and then we'll uh... reduce it to five thousand five hundred well i doubt if they'll ever get to that to five thousand but he he had to reverse himself because the pressure was so great because uh, the taliban in afghanistan are the control or are heavily influential in half the country uh... and we do have a friendly uh the president there now in afghanistan who requested the help uh so obama obama really didn't have a uh a good way to say no i'm going to get everybody out particularly with a precedent that was set in iraq where he did take everybody out and we see well there's isis that has taken over half the country or or even more
0: yes and that's what's so frustrating to me is uh the the Instant partisan politics aside of having Hillary Clinton say, I see, I view the re- Republicans and the Iranians, you know, in the same category. You have an actual my record for President was. Obama. He tried; uh, he has tried a lead from behind strategy. He's uh, tried to let the world see what it's like when America is not directly involved, and remember, it appears to someone to like me to be a fiasco from top to bottom. Do Democrats not agree that it's a fiasco? Right in other now, words, do they perceive mean? that this outcome—seven million refugees in Syria, ISIS creating its own country—you know, a caliphate in the middle of the Middle East—and on and on and on—is actually better than the alternative of having forty or fifty? Thousand American America. troops deployed That's around the world problem. and having yeah. us confronting bad guys like Putin and Assad.
1: Aspiration, I think, you know, in yeah, the last some, uh, 10 uh, 15 years here. in Ireland, you given, given the, uh, the, the uh, no, I, I didn't prices. hear that. What's well, and given here's also here's the, the yeah, demographic sure of, it it the, of the country and, and given also the fact. Hang on, let
0: me see if I can. Did that fix it?
1: Uh, go they go
0: ahead and talk. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah,
1: that did fix it. You better go back and ask that question. I am again.
0: I am. Thank you for pointing that because I wasn't hearing. Yeah, you, but I, I will. I will did. ask that. I will ask that question again. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. So let me back up because. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's what's frustrating to me, Fred, is that you've look. We know there's going to be partisan stuff. That's just life. You know, Hillary's going to say, "Oh, the Iranians are Republicans," et cetera. But setting aside Republican or Democrat, there is an actual record. You can see President Obama had a strategy, the get out strategy. He wishes he could get all the troops out of Afghanistan like he did in Iraq. Mm -hmm. And now we can see the result of that. And you see the Syria, seven million refugees. You see ISIS creating a caliphate. You see, you know, horror deaths, dismemberments, you know, Europe in trouble, uh, massive uh, migration. And is it the case that Democrats don't uh, they they don't don't agree that this is a fiasco, or do they believe that what we have now, as bad as it is, it would be worse if America was still projecting its power.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's worse. Uh, they believe it would be worse, but in, in particular, uh, it would force them, when, when things are bad, uh, it forces them to make a tough decision. Now, these presidential candidates, they don't want to have to say, hey, we, we need to uh, send more troops to ISIS, and, and we need to set up a no-fly zone in Syria, and we need to do more than 10 or 11 uh, sorties a day from the air uh, by American planes against ISIS. Uh, those, are, uh, those are tough decisions. Obama hasn't made uh, most of those decisions, um, but there are obvious ones that are needed. But if you do that, uh, what would the what if somebody had advocated that, or two or three of the candidates had advocated any of those things? How do you think the audience in Las Vegas would have reacted? It wouldn't be the the. Uh, the a delirium that they uh, experienced when uh, Bernie Sanders said, hey, let's forget about Hillary's emails. Uh, they don't want to hear that. And so the candidates don't want to say it.
0: Uh, you know, one that's interesting to me, because theoretically, one of Hillary Clinton's strong suits should be foreign policy, given the people she's... Theoretically running against, uh, if you can really, I mean, if, if you if you think that being in a race with Link Chafee and mm-hmm. Martin O'Malley means you're actually running against them, I think you're kind of running despite them and they're, they're not even there. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, it should be a strong suit for her. But don't events on the ground, her direct involvement in the Russian reset and, uh, you know, uh, TPP, et cetera, don't they make foreign policy a problem for her, not a strength?
1: they do but she's very clever did you notice that she has called for a no-fly zone in syria but only after the air there over syria has become filled with russian planes making it very difficult, if not uh, impossible, uh, for President Obama to call for a no-fly zone. I mean, they, they, they just—Democrats uh, uh, at this point don't want to deal with the very difficult foreign policy issues uh, because uh, uh, the uh, entire Democratic coalition uh, does not want to uh, send troops overseas, spend more money on defense, uh, have hawkish talk coming from the White House or from the presidential candidates, uh, the party's really in charge here. And, and, uh, uh, and so, look, if Democrats, if, if grassroots Democrats, if the crowd there in Las Vegas really believe that there were national security problems in the Middle East that had to be dealt with now, uh, and and perhaps even harshly, then the candidates would be talking about them, but uh, th- yeah, that's not the case, and that's why they were silent.
0: Uh, so that's what brings you out to the political part. the The uh, post debate conversation is either a Hillary Clinton killed it; she showed that she's the only person who really belonged on that stage, and then the other contrary argument is no, Bernie Sanders killed it. He showed that he is the heart of the Democratic primary voting community that they he reflects where primary voters truly are and you know he and he left the stage with his believers pumped up and hillary was kind of uh oh yeah she's there for people who are just you know are not passionate they're just kind of ticking off the box do you who do you think walked out of that debate ahead fred
1: well, Hillary was obviously the best uh, during the debate in, in terms of preparation and rehearsal and, and, uh, and facts that she could uh, say and uh, uh, was much better than others. And she didn't have any of these horrible uh, uh, problems that, say, uh, particularly Bernie Sanders had in trying to explain his uh, position on gun control. You know, mm-hmm. the Vermont's a rural state and, and so on. And it's a complicated issue and things like that where he really he really fumbled the ball. The, uh, look. I think most of those who are for Bernie Sanders are at, at the end of the day going to be for Hillary. I mean they like him they like what he says, but they realize that he can't he probably cannot beat Hillary in the primaries and and he certainly cannot get elected I mean it really is a consensus among Democrats, all the ones I talk to anyway that the only Democratic candidate who has a chance uh, to defeat whoever the Republican uh, nominee is is Hillary Clinton and while they like Sanders they I know he, as a socialist who reveres Denmark, is not one who can, who can win. And so they're for him now, and they, and they show up for his events and everything, and they like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, a lot of them are going to vote for Hillary, because more than anything else... They want to win.
0: So if you dream of living in Denmark, Bernie Sanders. If you dream of living in Baltimore, and who doesn't, vote for Martin O'Malley. And if you dream of living in uh, Arkansas, vote for Hillary Clinton, I guess. Uh, Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it.
1: All right. Good talking to you, Michael. You've
0: been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Grant.